licking your freezer clean might be more productive than this. But hey, at least they both love heavy metal. Here are the old men, Adam and Steven. Yes, welcome out to it. This is the Old Men Heal Clouds podcast. When we get together to talk about the things that matter to us. It is episode number 109. It is June 26th. It is approximately 11 p 11 p.m. 11 a.m. <laughs> uh, we are uh, podcasting live out of Vancouver, British Columbia. My name is Adam, and I, of course, like to... Uh, Welcome, Stephen, to the show. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Adam. You're always getting ahead of yourself here, you know. Ah, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, you're having a hard time again today, so. It, bro, it's just yeah. like, I get home at fucking four in the morning, and then I gotta I get up at 11, because I know you like to do it early, and I still want to <laughs> record, and it's just like, I'm going off like four hours of sleep, so first thing I do is I like get up, I load your tunes of the week into my car, so I listen to it on my car on the way to get my coffee come back reread your prep to make sure we're on the same page and move forward that way so i get it no problem it's uh the struggle is real some days and today <laughs> the struggle is real uh but before we get into things that matter to us this week um please support our podcast hit our website oldmanhealclouds.com and subscribe to our podcast and if you want to help us out please donate uh very important week here in vancouver or in the world because uh on june 21st it was national indigenous people's day uh, we are a part of their land. They own this land. This is their land. Um, yeah. And we like to, uh, you know, you know, pay tribute to them because it's, it's their land. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we would like to acknowledge that the land on which we gather is the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, uh, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil nations. So, um... Yes, I think it's important to recognize this this past day, June twenty first, as National Indige- Indigenous Peoples Day. June, of course, is also National Indigenous History Month. So um, it's uh, it's something that I've been trying to learn about um, for the last couple years um, because it's something that I think is important to me. I do work for a, a nonprofit First Nations organization, but it's something that I feel is very important for me to learn more about because uh, reconciliation is something that we all need to to embrace and be a part of. And uh, it's not something that I was taught back in school, which is really fucking sad because I think it should be part of uh, everyone's education early in life. And uh, fuck, I mean, I'm getting old now and I, I'm just starting to learn about a lot of this stuff. And I had no idea some of this shit happened way back then. And it's really fucking sad. And it's oh, yeah. uh, it's a big reason why uh, things are happening, uh, and it's a big reason why you know you're seeing um, this topic in the news uh, quite a bit everywhere you go across Canada, and uh, and yeah, it's just it's 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 real important. I think we all need to take the time and uh, recognize what happened, and it's all part of our history. And, uh, you know, this isn't just about the British and the French explorers who came here and think they discovered Canada, because Indigenous peoples were here long before that, and they survived, they thrived, they, uh, they, they and we basically took over and tried to fucking get rid of them. And I think, uh, I forget who said it best, but um, I think it might have been John A. Macdonald way back when. Basically, they wanted to take the Indian out of the Indian, and uh, yeah, wanted to make them all like us uh, fucking whiteies. And that's uh, yeah, it's sad. It's sad what really happened to them all. So, anyways, 
Um, so that's why I recognize the day. I, I, that, and that's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can. So on this past Indigenous Peoples Day on June 21st, uh, it's a stat holiday from from the organization I work for. So there's lots of activities going on around Vancouver or whatever uh, community uh, you might be in. What I did, though, was I took a, uh, there's uh, some reconciliation education that I took. Uh, so oh. it's actually a pretty pretty quick course, this particular one that I took, but it's an online course to basically learn about the history and culture of indig- Indigenous communities across Canada you know, the history of residential schools and treaties around the country and that sort of thing. So uh, I got through that in a day uh, and uh, I learned a lot. Now, some of the stuff, some of the content I was already aware of, but I still learned lots. And basically what I want to do next is uh, take, uh, there's an Indigenous Canada online course through the University of Alberta. Okay. It's, a, it's a much more uh, intensive uh, program or course. It's free, actually. It's free. I think you you pay a modest fee to receive a certificate if you want it at the end of the course, but um, which is which is nice to have, I think. But I, you know, it's just more important, I think, to take the take the course itself. And it's a twelve lesson uh, online program. It explores the different histories and perspectives, uh, you know, of indig- indigenous peoples living in Canada. So it gets into a lot more detail about the about the history and, of course, colonialism and, and that sort of thing. So anyways, it's what I am doing. I'm not forcing people to, to, uh, you know, to do the same thing. And, uh, but I think it's really important for, people, for us to talk about it, uh, oh, yeah, for, for, for me to learn about it. And I think it's really important that all Canadians know that part of our history because, you know what, nobody, certainly not my age, nobody knows this shit. And I still don't even know if they teach this stuff in schools. Uh, maybe they do now, and I hope they do. They should. But uh, anyways, that's where we're at. Reconciliation is really important for Canada, and it's a, it's a part of the healing process, I think. So, um, so I'm trying to do my part in that. Yeah, it's uh, June is like we talked about is National Indigenous People. Like it's month that you're supposed to take recognition on it, and um, I think the government's doing a pretty good push on it because I've been seeing a lot of targeted ads about you know like learn about this topic or learn about that topic. Uh, so throughout whenever I see one of those ads, I would always click on the button and and figure out and see what what they're talking about because you're right, it's a part of a history and we're supposed to broaden ourselves and learn from. Uh, well, not correct, try to correct our mistakes, but, um, you know, having talking about all this stuff and if it's taught in schools, I know it's not taught in schools because I have a couple of teacher friends and I know it's not taught in schools, but, um, it's, it's a sad case, but there's a lot of fundamentals that aren't being taught in school. And, you know, we're going to touch on that. I think a lot coming forward because there's a big change happening in the world. But, you know, if that fundamental was taught at a young age, and what are they teaching in schools now? Because like, what's instilling? Are they just going off an old curriculum? Because the world has changed from when you went to school and then from when I went to school and then from when our, you know, the next generation has gone to school. There's a bunch of different ways that the world has changed. And learning, like talking about tech and stuff, a lot of the like we were reading through textbooks back in the day. This was an approved textbook to learn about X topic. Now everything's on a fucking computer. You got to 
when you go to school now, you get you pay for a Chromebook, you log into their server, and everything's online now. Yeah. Um, so it's a very different way of teaching now, and I know it's kind of off topic, but it kind of isn't because they have they they have the ability to change topics at a like they can change topics uh, about teaching about indigenous people and stuff because it's just online now. You don't have to pay for these textbooks anymore. So, you know, of course, like what you're taking right now, if you log in right away and are able to read about the course, they should be able to teach that in schools. No problem. But you know, they aren't, they got to learn about fucking whatever stupid book they're reading about. Like what's the book you read in school? Edgar, not Edgar Allan's Paul, the mock, how to kill a mockingbird. You got to read that (laughs) because you know, it's still relevant. Like, come on people. Like, uh, you just got to update the times. And I think that's, you know, that, that's a big topic going on in the road right now. You got to keep up with the times. Like there's no longer a nine Monday to Friday, nine to five work week. You know, everyone's working on weekends now and, you know, the world doesn't shut down at 5 p.m. No, the world keeps going. Like I know the restaurant industry has been preaching this for years, but if you look at it that now, like everything should be open later because people work different hours now. It's just uh Look at me, fuck, I, I get off work at 3 o'clock in the morning and bed by 4. Like, it's just, you know, that's the way it is, you know, and that's for different people do different jobs. I'm not saying it's right, but as, you know, the world's evolving and moving forward, you know, we got to keep up with the times. And I think this website that you're, or not the website, the course that you're taking is pretty cool. Is it a free course? Can, uh, or yes. is it, does it cost money? Do they donate the money to Indigenous people? What goes on with that? No, it's a free course. This first one I took is a free course. Uh, let's see, I've got it up here now. It's a free course offered by the, um, by the First Nations University of Canada. Um, oh, they do say you, you can pay for it, I think, but at this point, like I took it free of charge, right? So I think, but you know, organizations can, you know, um, subscribe to this program, I guess, for their employees uh, it does cost $200 a seat. So if, you know, if organizations are doing it, if they make it mandatory for their staff to learn about this stuff, which I think is a great idea, um, yeah. you know, then of course they can, they can, they would pay and, and that sort of stuff. And it does say that the reconciliation education donates 10% of all proceeds to the First Nations University of Canada scholarships, which is really cool. Yeah. So um, I took it for free. Um, again, I finished it off in a day. So this first one, you know, wasn't too, you know, it wasn't intense by any means, but a great introduction, I think, to uh, to—this very important conversation. So yeah, uh, the one through the University of Alberta is also free. Um, I don't know if there's donations or, you know, anything like that, but, uh, it does say it, like, it's much more intense. It does say it requires a commitment of about 12 weeks of study, two to three hours a week. So of course it's, you know, it's part-time at your own pace, yeah. but it still can take some time to finish because it covers everything from, you know, going back to the fur trade and, you know, ex- exchange relationships way back then, land claims, environmental impacts, uh, you know, gets into legal systems and rights and politics and, you know, up to today when, you know, of course, a lot of activism is taking place and and that sort of thing. So it does cover a much wider range of topics in certainly a lot more detail. So, uh, again, it's free. Everybody should take it. It takes time. Yeah. But, hey, it's important to learn about this stuff. It's, uh, you know, I know there's never enough time in the day. We always complain that the days fly by, but... Hey, instead of um, whatever, instead of watching that uh, one hour of programming on TV, you know, spend a little bit of time learning about this stuff, and um, 
you know, it's again, it's what I'm trying to do. So, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to cover here today to kick things off. No, hundred percent. And I, I agree with that fully. And you can find all this information at our webpage, oldmanhaleclaus.com. Click on the resources tab and, uh, check out all the shit there. As so, well, you added an awesome tab. It's called uh, guests. Uh, yes. we had Todd Kearns on our podcast last week. It's, uh, it was a great conversation. We had Todd Kearns. Uh, as well as all our guests. We always have great conversation with guests. It's one thing we actually do, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, check that out. Check out allmanyhealthclouds.com and uh, get all the information you need. Yes. Thank you. Do it. Um, okay. Uh, I, have a, I have a couple public service announcements. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, fuck, man. Like, I don't know. The, the social media has really been pissing me off. Uh, last weekend was Father's Day. Everybody posted that their fathers were the best father in the world. And I, I get the acknowledgement of kind of stuff like that, but some people were born or some people don't have a dad. Uh, dad passed away. Dad left them when they were younger. Dad abused them, whatever the fuck it is. Just kind of keep that shit to yourself. Um, I've been seeing an abundance of baby photos. Don't post photos of your fucking kids. Nobody cares. I care if they fucking, if they're born, okay, let's see the ugly kid, because all kids look the same when they're born, but that's it. I don't want to know about their fucking graduation. I don't want to know what they ate. I don't want to fucking know what they're wearing. I don't want to know if they fucking took the first steps. We all do that. Shut the fuck up. Don't post that shit. Do post if they get hit in the head with a fucking, you know, ball. (laughs) Do post if they fall over fucking running for something. Post that shit. Don't post anything else. Also, do not wear fucking cologne. It's 2022. It's no longer 2001. Don't wear cologne. And YouTube shorts. YouTube. What the fuck are you doing? You can't compete with Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. It throws off the algorithm. Fuck off. Okay, that's what I got. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's quite that's quite a rant from you on uh, various topics oh, here today. Oh, fuck. So I've been holding that in. It feels, must good. Have been. It feels good to cathartic to let it out. Is no, I've, I've told everyone. Now I'm telling you. So oh, okay, now, now it's on the record. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, you've had two weeks to prepare for all that and get it out of your system. So it's been been building up. Well, regarding, like, I'm not aware of YouTube shorts, I guess, because I don't spend a lot of time on YouTube, but I guess I kind of get what you're talking about. So uh, I won't get into that too much. Uh, Baby photos. I mean, I agree with you, but for a different reason. I, I think it's, I think for privacy and security, why would you want your kid out there for everybody to see in the world. Uh, that's the scary yeah. part for me is, is regardless of what you think about, you know, seeing too many baby photos on Father's Day or whatever it is, it's it's a privacy security uh, issue for me. And I would not want to poster or plaster my kid's face all over the internet. So I don't know why other people do. It's I guess it's their business. They can do what they want, but uh, it is part of, Part of the problem with social media, I think, is that people just spill their beans and plaster their personal lives all over the place. And yeah, I mean, I guess it's one of the reasons why I left social media for the most part too. So uh, I was tired of a lot of different things, but, uh, but yeah, who, I don't know. Some people just get too personal and, you know, some people do need to talk about it. I get that. Is social media the best place to do that? Uh, you know, I don't know. Jump into a DM conversation or something like that if you really want to get personal, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's what the internet and social media has uh, done to people nowadays. And 
uh, it's sort of sadly become the norm. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. People think it's normal to plaster image all over the place now and tell their most intimate stories for everybody to see and read. And it's just, uh, it's crazy. I, I don't know if, like, what, you know, and I was trying to remember what, when social media first launched, like when Twitter first launched and Instagram first launched, it was, um, you know, when Insta- Instagram is obviously a photo or by photo and then it moved to videos, but when it first launched, it was a photo. And I actually still enjoy Instagram. I like watch, I like the stuff, like, because a photo does say a thousand words. It's it's yeah. old and I like it. And, you know, I mean, you're a photographer, you've taken amazing fucking shots and I, I love seeing the art and stuff of it. Uh, I follow a great couple of photographers and they're taking awesome beauty, uh, you know, beauty shots and whatever they're doing. But, you know, at, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's fucking cool. And now it's integrated to a, you know, a meme platform, especially with, you know, what's going on in the world today. So, you know, is it, you know, do you go there to catch a meme to see whatever it is? Like, I, I don't know, do you, do you, like. I, I just don't. I don't know what. I think social media in general has lost its focus, and I don't know what that focus is now because it's been so diluted. So I, I just don't know what it is and what you're supposed to see on social media now. I mean, I use it a lot to figure out what bands are doing. You know, like what singles that when an album's coming out, when they're going on tour, and it's like when tickets go on sale, so we can go support them. But uh, you know, moving forward now, like I don't want to see baby posts. Like I, I can't tell you how many people I've snoozed and muted in the last. I don't know, six, eight months just because. And I'm seeing a new breed of all these photos, which brought hands this new PSA. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's where I got that. Yeah, I guess the key word out of all that is diluted. It really has yeah. become watered down with, the, with uh, a lot of shit, including um, disinformation and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? So it's just, yeah. I still, obviously, Twitter is still good for news. Again, you have to separate yeah. the disinformation, misinformation there, right? So uh, music stuff, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of cool in that it's an instant way, quick and instant way for, you know, bands and artists to kind of share their stuff or what they're doing or or videos or tours or, or, or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, otherwise, I, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't spend as much time anymore. I still wonder sometimes if Twitter is worth it because that's the only real platform I'm on now. So uh, I sometimes think about punting that too. I don't know. Yeah, Twitter's you know it's great for some things. Um, like it's you know and it helps push a message out there and it helps do a bunch of things. But you know, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like. Um, I've been t- like you've cut the cord on Facebook, Instagram, and all that shit. Uh, yeah. I'm not far behind you, and I've been saying that for a little while. But I'm I'm getting closer and closer and closer, um, just because I just I just don't have the energy for it. It's so negative too. There's so much negative shit on there. It's just like you turn on. It's like I call it turning on the internet when you wake up in the morning because I don't. When I wake up in the morning, I don't check in social media right away. I check it, you know, once I've woken up and got moving a little bit, then I'll see what's going on and, and reply to messages and stuff. But, you know, for obviously the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning is check our phones. But I check for, like, voicemails and missed text messages to myself or whatever it's been or emails, whatever it is. But I don't go on medias in the morning just because it's so fucking negative. Unless I get a big news headline. And I'll check Twitter right away to get more information on it to try to see what the hell's really going on. Yeah. But, uh, 
you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a weird place. It's a, it's a weird place. Yes, it is. Uh, so do we uh, do we get into uh, Roe versus Wade now? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a big conversation, and we're. we're I mean, we're. I don't know that we spend. Oh, we're not of... qualified to talk no, about it. No, we talk was, about. That's um, right. I was just. I was just going to say that, but I think yeah. it still requires some. Uh, some discussion, I think, because it, I think uh, some of it kind of applies to, uh, in general, at least, you know, our overall message and some of the stuff we talk about with, when it comes to tech and, because I think that plays a, that plays a big part in that decision that was made down in the United States this past week. So, yes. uh, so I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we have to talk about it. Oh, a hundred percent. Hey, sorry. Okay, we're not sorry. qualified to talk about this. No, we're not. And, and and I think it's important to talk about it because, you know, a lot of people here in Canada are saying that we're immune from that bullshit and that, oh, it's, no. that it'll never happen here in Canada. That's completely wrong. It, it will, it can easily happen here in Canada and that's what we need to be careful of. And that's why we do have to talk about it because, um, a lot of the people, a lot of the politicians, the conservative politicians are... Um, are anti-abortionists and they've been very vocal about it. They've been very open about it. And I think if they had a choice, they would want to uh, see a similar uh, similar laws or legisl- legislations come into effect here in Canada where you know, basically they would want to see, they would want to make a, abortion illegal. There is a article floating around saying that it, it's alive and well here in Vancouver, British Columbia. A lot of the Conservative Party are pushing toward it uh, here in the Lower Mainland. Even um, we have, I, I have the name. So if you want to prevent this, you can send emails or go protest in front of their office peacefully to Carrie Lynn Finday from South Surrey and White Rock. You can do it from. Uh, I mean, there's, it's a lot of people. There's a, I'm going to send you the link. You can post this on our website. It's from Read the Maple, but it talks about uh, the list of anti-choice MPs in Canada, lists all of them, and where you can protest against them because this is a powerful article. If we're not careful about this, it's going to come here in Vancouver because, as we've been saying forever, uh, a woman's body is her choice. They can do whatever the fuck they want with their own body. Um because it's going to come here, and if it's not stopped over the next few years, you know it's going to it's going to affect same-sex marriages. It's going to affect interracial uh, relationships. It's going to affect everything because it's like we've we've gone back in time. Uh, as of right now, a gun has more rights than a female in the USA, <laughs> which is crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. th- there's there's a bunch of articles proving that theory, so. You know, it's just I, I I just I can't I can't wrap my head around it because uh, it just it doesn't make sense to me like why they would take the step back. We've been pushing for women's equality forever, uh, and the fact that they won't let them do because a lot of people are how do we put this in without fucking cursing them out? Uh, the, the people sometimes like the abortion, of course, is you know people sometimes I know people are raped or they don't want to care or, or whatever the baby's stillborn or something like that for medical reason they have to get rid of the baby you know and, and that's very unfortunate but now they don't have the, the right to do that is it just it just blows my mind I, I, I don't know what to do um, 
you know, anyone shooting that my body, my choice over the last two years over vaccine mandates should be out in protest using that same energy for that, uh, for this topic uh, about women's abortion laws. Because it's just, the whole thing is just fucked. Like, I, I want to see some protest in that, in that manner that we had about the vaccine mandates over the women's bodies mandates because the whole thing is just fucked. Well, well yeah, so... Yeah, you, you've said a lot for sure, and I agree with all of it. So, so a couple of points. Um, because of what has happened now with, um, uh, you know, with Roe versus Wade in the United States, it is now a, a bigger crime to have an abortion or to assist in abortion than it is for a for that for that rapist who. Uh, who rapes a woman. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because, because basically you can be sentenced to life in jail now, I think, for having an abortion, which is just fucking stupid. Uh, the other point from all of that is, is you're absolutely right. You had all of these people protesting vaccine mandates and masks and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, the trucker convoy and all that fucking bullshit. You know, they were fighting yep. for freedoms and stuff like that. Well, you're right. Are they going to you know, cut with the fucking bullshit about all that stuff and now support this because this is something that does require their support. This it requires the support of everybody because this is also about freedoms, freedom of choice. Um, you know, it is about a, a woman, you know, doing what she wants with her own body. And, uh, you know, so if they aren't fighting for this, then, well, you know what this, you know what these people are like. So, um, yeah. Yes, who knows the, what the fuck they're going to think and do, I guess. So, um, yeah, it, it's really sad. I think, I think the, 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 uh, the thing that I want to talk about here, uh, I guess that, you, you know, we're, again, we're not experts, but the thing we have been discussing quite a bit is privacy and security. And, and yes, and that's where the, you know, this, that plays a big part in this decision as well, because, because people now, women now need to be careful about their online activity. They need to be careful of their search history in their, in their internet browser. They need to be careful of um, the apps they use and the information that is collected by those applications. Um, for, an exa- for example, there's, the, you know, there's a lot of period tracking uh, applications out there that, you know, that women, so women you know, track their periods. Uh, well, it, like any other application on your, on your smartphone, especially information is being collected, all kinds of information about what you're doing, uh, all of your data that they are collecting regarding your, uh, regarding your history, your, your cycles. Yeah. And, um, now because of the, this law or because of the Supreme Court, you know, overturning this decision from, from decades ago, uh, that the collection of that data can land pe- people can get thrown in jail because if it, you know, obviously if they, for whatever reason, they, um, you know, if they get pregnant and they want to terminate it, you know, and somebody finds out they can, um, you know, they can subpoena this information and, you know, I, I guess by law, these organizations that are collecting this data need to overturn that information. And that's yeah. gonna that's gonna land people in jail. So, 
Uh, so that's why, you know, we've been pushing for privacy and security for, for months for all of our episodes here. It's a big part of what I do and what I'm trying to learn more about. Um, and, and it's, and this is a perfect example of why I do those things because I don't think we should be tracked across the internet. I don't think it's anybody else's business what I'm doing, what I'm saying, you know, my text messages, where I'm going, all of that sort of information. And any data that I share should not be shared with third parties. And um, so, so that's, why, that's why it's more important than ever for, for us to be talking about this. And you know what? At this point, it boggles my mind that nobody gives a shit about this. It, it, it really, because... Not because I'm talking about it, but it's because it's so important to people's lives in the online world now. Why can't people understand that? Um, really, really, I don't. I shared, I shared. I don't know if you read the entire story or not, but I shared a oh, no, uh, I a story. Uh, there's one particular section that I kind of want to discuss here. It's um, uh, let me just bring up my notes here too. Um, this is, it's an article about how tech companies and internet users can protect their privacy. And it's, yep. I think this is, this is summarizes basically everything that I've been trying to say. And of course it's about, you know, learning everything that's going on here and how you play a part in it and how you can kind of protect yourself a little bit. Uh, but there's one particular section. It's a, it's a quote and then I'll, some other information that I'll read about it. Uh, this is a, this is a quote from, uh, Corinne McSherry, she's the legal director at the nonprofit uh, in Electronic Frontier Foundation. They go by EFF, and it's a it's a website that I've uh, I'm familiar with. I've paid a lot of attention to, and they share a lot of good information. Uh, basically, she says privacy is a community activity. Well, that's exactly what we're doing here, and exactly why we're talking about it now, uh, because it is important. This basically means that consumers need to think about, you know, not only the privacy and security of their own devices and services, and hence their own data, but also yep. of their friends, family, and providers that they communicate with. So it's why that I push you to use Signal. It's why I've pushed you and others, not just you. It's why yeah, I. Okay. It's why I want people to stop using Google and especially Gmail to communicate, or you know, for email. Uh, it's why I talk about trackers here. Uh, it, it's, so it, it's, it's, it's all of that. And it's so important. People need to start paying attention to this shit. Uh, just, just to continue with that real quick, uh, it says yeah, no, the EFF does not endorse specific products, but McSherry suggested a few basic ways for users to increase their data privacy protection. The first is to use a search engine or browser that minimizes data collection or retention by default, like DuckDuckGo, Firefox, or Brave, uh, and to use a private browsing window that won't save the search history. So important. Stop using fucking Google Chrome, people. Fuck off. It's just, <laughs> seriously, man, it's so fucking stupid. Second, consumers should only communicate sensitive information over encrypted messaging services like Signal. Uh, how many times have we talked about single sig, signal on this uh, on this uh, program of ours? A lot. Uh, it's a lot. A, it's been a bit since pretty much when we started this show. Yeah. Uh, 
because uh, you want it off uh, thing. And, you know, I've been trying to convert friends and people to uh, get to Signal because it is encrypted and whatever it is and text messaging isn't safe. And, yep. you know, we talk about different things all, all the fucking time. So um, I'm going to, you know, in one of our first episodes, you know, in January, I guess, 2020, you know, when we first started this podcast. Um, I can actually look it up really quick. Uh, it would be, uh, we start, our first show was March, 2020. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. That's it. March 29th, 2020. Yeah. It was our first podcast. So that ever since then, it's how we've been communicating. Uh, so you should be doing the same thing because it is safer. And like we talked about, it helps protect your own data. Yep. Uh, finally, EFF also suggests um, uh, about protecting sensitive information uh, that users can set up secondary email addresses and phone numbers uh, for communications that they don't want to be too closely connected to. Uh, Proton Mail and Tutanota, which uh, which I now use exclusively, Tutanota, uh, as two email service providers with robust privacy offerings. Uh, and they talk about Google Voice, which is not available here in Canada. Uh, but yeah. you can use Google Voice for creating a secondary phone number. Of course, it's tied to Google, so I don't know what uh, privacy security implications are there. But um, anyways, uh, they, it gets into VPNs so that you can mask your computer's IP address, uh, you know, using browser extensions. Uh, you know, again, that's, so that's where we get into, uh, you know, enhancing your privacy, trackers, uh, you know, disabling advertising identifiers and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's, there's lots of, it's really simple. Yes. Some of it takes a little bit of learning and reading and stuff like that and talking about it here. Uh, yep. but it's, it's all relatively simple stuff that people can do to protect themselves, uh, online, whether it's at home on their desktop computers, laptops, or on your mobile devices. And yes. people should be fucking thinking about this um, more important than ever. I, and, and I just, I, you know what? I shake my head every time somebody says now, uh, oh, I got nothing to hide. Well, fuck you. You're a fucking dumbass If you think you've got <laughs> nothing to hide and there's no reason for you to pay attention to this shit because it's, yeah. it's just being fucking stupid and ignorant and dumb and whatever. All of those things mean this basically the same thing, but like use your fucking head. Um, yeah. And, there's no excuses anymore. Really, there's no fucking excuses that people should not be doing this stuff. Um, at the very least, you can set up a VPN too, um, and you know, and that does cost a little bit of money. But you know, that little bit of money is going to give you a little bit more of uh, anonymity, anonymously, and and whatever the <laughs> word for anonymous uh, is on the internet. And I, I use Nord. There's a bunch of different ways. Who do you use for a VPN? I use, uh, Malved, Malved VPN. They are rated probably the best VPN out there right now. So, um, but, but choose who you wish. Uh, you have to be, you have to, any VPN is better than no VPN. Well, well, for the most part, uh, stay away from the free VPNs because they do collect logs. They are able to track you. Who knows what they're doing with your data? Um, certainly stick with the top uh, VPN companies out there. Yeah, for sure. So, you, I mean, you still need to be careful. Uh, again, they do cost a little bit of money. But there's free stuff that you can be doing too that does not cost uh, any money. And 
a lot of these are very easy to implement. So just fucking do it, man. Just, just yeah. do it. Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, and it depends what you're doing and what your browsing habits is, and you, it should be involved for you and your family. So, you know, look up multi-plans or, you know, yeah. s- devices at once or whatever it is, because you should get the stuff, or for all your own personal devices, uh, you should be using a VPN for all your web surfing. <clears throat> I have, uh, I have, I have uh, implemented uh, a lot of these things uh, for members of my family, and hey, they can use it. Um, why can't other people, you know, really it's, it's, uh, there's no excuses. Yep. doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you are. doesn't matter about your, uh, whether or not you're tech savvy or any of that, you know, it's, you know, it's all about learning and, and again, uh, getting over the fact that you have nothing to hide because that's, that's just bullshit. Everybody has something to hide. Everybody has personal information that they just don't want to share with. They shouldn't have to share with other, other people, other companies. Uh, you know, it's so, so yeah, it's get with the fucking program. Yeah. And this, this includes a lot of information that you don't have control over as well. Uh, we talked about Tim Hortons in the past, how they literally track everything you're doing, where you're getting coffees from and what you're doing. And obviously that was wrong and they've been called out for it. But, you know, that's the first one that's kind of been identified. There's a lot of apps. You know, like you don't understand the power of your fucking cell phone that you have in your hand. The, the, the fact that you're able to surf the internet and do different weird things on it, like do whatever the fuck you want on a computer that you can do on your phone now, it's, it's, it's life-changing. So, you know, you're connected all the time. And obviously you can't cut ties a thousand percent, but you can do a pretty good job about cutting ties and what you want to do about it. Yep. So, um, and don't forget always, you know, like you know, the main thing that hurts us as humans or not the main thing, but one of the main things is financial status and they can track your financial spendings and recommend different things on that too. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm learning about because a couple episodes ago we talked about uh, how I wasn't able to access uh, CIBC through my VPN. And I thought that was off. So um, I recently contacted customer support about that, and they're getting back to me on that. But um, yeah, I think I threw them for a little bit of loop, but that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> um, I also, again, because this is such a big topic, again, we're not qualified to talk about this shit. We support women and what they do, but uh, um, there's been a lot of great stuff circulating on the internet uh, because of this... Um, uh, Roe versus Wade stuff, and uh, a couple things I want to point out here is that um, there's nothing pro-life about denying people about comprehensive sexual education or making birth control harder to access, forcing others to give birth against their will, and stripping of their health care and food as- assistance afterwards will fuck up the world more than you ever think about. Uh, there is an awesome little thing I. I pulled a snippet of and it says uh, we can legally pull the plug on people who are brain dead even when they have heartbeats because they are legally dead without a brain you have no contra con contra fuck should have got some sleep uh <laughs> con like you have no function or awareness of anything really but go off on how a heartbeat equals life so you can further oppress women is uh i thought that was interesting um, another thing I, I pulled, uh, so if women are, are, if, if a woman is raped at gunpoint and becomes pregnant, the gun is the most protected party in that situation. I thought that was pretty powerful. 
And um, I think that's it. Those are the those were the key ones uh, I pulled from the internet circulating. Yeah. But my my next question is: uh, We had this Black Lives Matter protests all across the world, and it, and it was a good movement. Um, I'm assuming there's a there's a lot of artists pushing for anti or women's rallies all across the world, and again, it's a perfect movement in the same kind of vein. Hopefully, it doesn't break out into any sort of violence or anything, and everyone's being safe and masking up. Because again, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. If you haven't forgotten about that, but um, w- what's the next step? How can me and you go out there and make a difference? I mean, we have a small little platform which we can talk about and bitch about. And, you know, personally, we will vote against any pro-birther who has supported the overturning of Roe versus Wade. But um, how the fuck do we make a difference now? Like, me and you as average Joe Schmoes, do we, do we donate? Do we write letters on, about the Congress people, about the conservative parties who are trying to bring this into Canada? Like, what's, how do we start making a difference? Have you, do you know how, like, I've been reading all this stuff, and yes, we can be pissed off and retweet and share information and still, like, talk about it on our little, small little platform, but how, how do we make a difference on this? How do we make a difference on the Black Lives Matter movement? And how do we make a difference on the Indigenous people stuff? Because, again, you know, it should be taught in schools, but it's not. So, you know, you know, if this you go back to that topic we talked about at the top, you know, how like just talking about it brings us a little education. So how do we make a difference moving forward in all these topics? Yeah. No, good very good questions. And yeah. uh and sometimes people do feel helpless, I guess, because they're only one little fucking pea in the big pod or one little drop of the water in the ocean or something like that, right? So but but I think it's I think it I, I think number one is learning. You know, learning to learn, understand what is going on, understand what has happened, whether it's Roe versus Wade and now the implications surrounding that decision, uh, you know, yeah. learning about reconciliation, uh, all of those different things, I believe, uh, are a good starting point. You know, having that conversation, I know it may seem, uh, may seem small or maybe even meaningless, but I think just having those conversations is a, is a good start. And then, and then as you begin to fully understand, you know, what is going on, I mean, we, we are not women, so, uh, you know, but it still affects women around us uh, in this, this particular decision anyways. And, um, yeah, you know, so I think it's just for us to, to, you know, talk to them and understand and, you know, and then, like you said, we can write letters to our, um, you know, to our MPs or our political uh, representatives. Um, certainly donations, uh, you know, that sort of thing. It depends on, you know, there's lots of different things that you can uh, assist financially. And it all depends on, you know, the money in your own pocket, of course. But um, so there are, there are a bunch of things. And, and, you know, you add all of those things together and you add enough voices together, uh, it's going to mean something. And of course, at, when the time comes, you know, make sure you vote. You know, those are all those are all things um, that we can do. I think t- to help um, and to make sure that you know the same thing doesn't happen here in Canada, right? Yeah. Um, you know, look at. Uh, and this is maybe sidetracking a little bit, but look at the recent provincial election in Ontario. 
and Doug Ford. Well, Doug Ford was, was elected once again for a second term as premier in the province of Ontario. Well, he's such a fucking idiot and nobody fucking likes him. Um, well, so, so, why, so why did he become premier again? Well, you know why? Because nobody voted. I think they had the lowest yeah. voter turnout ever in the province of Ontario. I'm not, I, I'm not 100% sure of that. But that's, you know what? Because, because you know what? He, he's not the most popular person. I don't, I don't know who else was running against him, but surely there must have been somebody better. But nobody voted. You know, the, the people who did vote obviously voted for him and they're fans of his. Um, but, but yeah, uh, you know, if, if there was a better turnout, the outcome could have been different. So voting yeah. is important. So that's a perfect example where, okay, I'm only one person. What do I, what does my vote mean? Well, fuck, your, your vote, vote yeah. means a lot and the votes of other people around you mean a lot. And you know what? If you vote for somebody else who I don't like or I, who I disagree with, well, that's, that's, so be it. At least you voted, right? Get out and fucking vote. So don't fucking whine and cry. Don't fucking bitch and complain if, uh, you, you know, if the, some fucking right-wing dumbass gets in as the, your next, next premier or prime minister or president. Uh, don't fucking cry, especially if you didn't vote. Exactly. So... So yeah, that's, yeah, uh, those are, those are some things. Uh, and I think it's, you know, I think they all can do something and mean something in the end. So don't, don't think you're one person and nobody listens to you and nobody hears your voice because, uh, I think everybody's is listening and you, you get enough people together. It's going to make a difference. Yeah, and just, and just like we said, we just have a conversation about it. You know, talk yeah. about it, talk about it with your friends, family, talk about it with the colleagues at work, and just kind yeah. of see where they are and what their um, what their what their topic is and how they feel about it. And you know, maybe we're wrong, we're not, we're doubtful, but you know, wh- whatever they whatever they think, you know, it's a it's a good conversation to have, and you know, you should be involved in talking to your friends and loved ones and everyone about this and then talk to the woman in your life and see what how they're feeling about it and what you can do to help them and support them because you know as males we are you know born with more i guess i can say it's superiority than them because it's the way the fucking laws are but we've been fighting and fighting for that to make sure that's not reality so let's get back on the right track and and move forward that way because well fuck we're we're, we're turning back time here well Uh, yeah yeah it's it's well. You're right. You're right. We have to, things have to be more equal um, for women. They are more important, I think, in in the overall scheme of things than uh, than than us guys are. Um, and and yeah, they it it comes down to you know you know taking care of them as much as uh, we feel that we want to be taken care of as as men. I guess so. It's, uh, I, I don't get it. We are stepping backwards and you know what, uh, yeah. this is going way off topic now, but it does go back to my previous conversation about the United States of America. They can fuck right off. I'm fucking boycotting. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm boycotting America, man. And I know that's difficult to do. A lot of products, a lot of, uh, food, a lot of things we buy come from the United States, among other places, uh, China. Hey, you know what? I've tried to pay close attention to see where things are from. And if it's from China, I'm not going to fucking buy it. Well, yeah. the same thing is going to happen with the United States because 
uh, fuck them. I'm not going to travel down there. I, I talked about kind of boycotting it in the past. Well, we have decided now that we are not traveling uh, this August when we go on vacation. We're not going to the United States. And this is, there's a bunch of reasons for it. So this is certainly one of them. Why should I fucking support a fucking backward ass country? Because that's what the yeah. United States has become. They are fucking stepping backwards in time. And they could fuck off. I'm not going to spend my money down there. Fuck them. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, and again, this is nothing personal against the, a lot of the great people who live there. Um, but the decisions uh, that have been made by the probably the more powerful and rich people in that country are hurting everybody. And it's fucking time to stop spending your money down there. And if there's products that I see that I can buy that were made here in Canada instead, I'm, I'm going to do it. So, um, yeah, sorry. Sidetracked there a little bit, but it no, does, no, 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 no. It's, it does it's, fall into, I guess the overall picture because, because it really, you know what? It really pisses me off. And, uh, and it scares me to think that a lot of the things that are happening down there are happening up here. That's the, that's the biggest thing. That's the scariest part about all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. and again, you're, I mean, uh, but that's, that's part of the movement. I mean, you're one person, but you're standing up for it. And that one person is able to make a difference. So, you know, you fight up for what you believe in and, yeah. and that's it. Um, yeah, I, I just do, I do want to point out that there are companies that are against it. A lot of companies have, uh, announced that they will cover the travel expenses for their employees to access abortions as the Supreme court struck down the Roe versus Wade. Uh, a couple of those in companies include Amazon, BuzzFeed, Apple, Tesla, Netflix, Microsoft, Sony, Starbucks, Walt Disney, Yelp, and Zillow, whatever the fuck Zillow is. But, you know, it's a step in the right direction. And another thing I, I do want to touch on is that, you, yes, it is now illegal to do it. But what it really now means is it's really unsafe because these people who still want to get it done are going to go get the procedure done and it's going to be very unsafe and very unregulated for it, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's very sad, again, that drugs have more, you know, more pull than a woman's right for abortion. And I, I think that's a very, very interesting point as well because... You know, you, there's safe injection sites for to do your fucking drugs, but there's no, you know, safe abortion sites for you to get an abortion now. And like that just boggles my mind as well. You can go get fucking high, but you can't get rid of, you know, or terminate your baby if it needs to be. Again, we don't have a choice for it. It's not our fucking call. It's the woman's call and whatever her support system and her agree on or whatever. Even if they don't fucking agree on it, fucking go get her shit done. But the fact that... um you know, a drug has more fucking rights than your, the fucking women. It's, again, that just fucking boggles my mind, too. Well, here, here's, here's the thing, is that they are both health issues, right? Both of, yeah. both of those are health issues. Well, yeah, so that, really, that's, that's where it ends. They're, they're health issues. Politics, yeah. religion should have no impact or decision-making into, into either one of those things. Yeah. Pol politics, uh, politicians should not be telling women what they can and cannot do. Uh, politicians should not be, um, well, in the case of safe injection sites, they should not be against it or trying to close it down. They are, it's been proven that in, you know, safe injection sites are very helpful and they've, yep. preve they've prevented deaths. So, uh, you know, sure drugs, 
the hard drugs are illegal. But that's, you know what? I mean, that's not what it comes down to. It, it doesn't matter whether or not the drugs are illegal. The fact is people are using for whatever reason, and it's important yeah. to protect them and to make sure they don't die. Well, it's important that uh, a woman, uh, if she chooses to have an abortion, that she should have um, access to safe abortion sites. And uh, yep. because, because you're right. Uh, I mean, I think there was one article here that says uh, like up to 45% of all abortions around the world are unsafe. So this is around, yeah. this is around the world, not just the United States. But uh, so, you know, but that's, but that's going to happen in the United States now. Um, yeah. You know, because they're illegal, people are going to do whatever they can, um, you know, to, to have that abortion. And if it means taking a risk, well, they're, they're going to do it. And that just, I mean, that shouldn't happen. Right. And uh, yeah. so I think, I think as it stands now, though, because of this, this decision by the Supreme Court, I think half of the states in the United States now have banned abortion. Yep. So, uh, so that's why they say, you know, some, some people can travel out of state and that's why some organizations are paying for that travel for women who choose to have an abortion, uh, out of state. But, you know, but so, so here's, here's a question, uh, and I don't know the answer, but so, so I live in, uh, let's see, Idaho. I'm just, I'm picking one because I know Idaho, for example, is one of the states now where it's, where it is illegal. So if a woman from Idaho travels to Washington state for an abortion and she returns to Idaho, can she be arrested for having an abortion? I think the answer is yes. I, think, I remember I reading think, that. I think it is too. Yeah. So, so yeah. So fuck. It's, it's fucking sad, man. Like it's yeah. like it's, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. So, you know. So hey. So again, doing full circle here, coming back to this technology. Well, if you're yep. if you have your smartphone and you're and you know you're you're traveling to. Um, to Seattle, Washington for, for an abortion. Well, obviously your phone is tracking you, possibly other apps on your device are tracking you and stuff like that. And if, uh, and they of course are encouraging people to report others who have had an abortion. So let's say if Mary finds out that Jane had an abortion in Washington state and Mary says, uh, Hey, Hey you, I, I know what you did. And she reports yeah. you. Well, can the cops go or whoever it is, can they, can they access or issue a subpoena to access your data and your tracking information and then find out, oh, yeah, she did travel to Seattle. Why did she go there? Oh, it was an abortion. Okay, well, you go in jail. See ya. Like, yeah. like seriously? Is that what's, is that what's is going to happen here? Like, fuck me. Fucking yeah. backward-ass <laughs> fucking stupid country, man. It's just fucking ridiculous. Stupid they're, politicians. They're and they're wasting so much energy and time and money on shit that doesn't matter. Like, who gives a fuck, man? Like, just stop. Like, let the women choose, and that's it. End of discussion. Do what you want. Fucking move on with your life. Fucking, yeah. you know, worry about, uh, you know, fucking school shootings and whatever the fuck else is going out down there. Don't, don't worry about if a lady wants to get terminate her pregnancy. Like, yeah. I just don't understand why it's such a fucking big deal for them. Um I don't know. A little while ago, we brought up religion, and I've been seeing that in a lot. There's this lady who's been who went on a rant 
I, I don't know if you've seen it, but she's on a stand or, and preaching about it, about how the Bible says, you know, she'll support the Bible people and what they do, but they don't, she doesn't have a right. Have you seen this? Well, I think I did. Isn't that the Marjorie what, Green? What's, what's her fucking name down there? Marjorie um, something green. Um, and she's, she's, a, she's a fucking Republican. She's Marjorie yep. Taylor Green. Yeah, so she yeah, she's it. she's a Republican. She's a a businesswoman. She um she's very religious. She's a fucking uh, I think she's a gun loving fucking freak down there. And yep. she she was um I don't I, I I'm not gonna say how involved she was because I don't know for sure. But she was part of the January sixth. Uh, riots down there i think in some way i i think at least she supported it i i don't know that she's come right out to say that but she certainly doesn't have a problem with what happened down there about trying to overthrow the government and put trump back into power um yeah, yeah oh she's fucked man she she really is and there's a perfect example she is uh she's a, a member of the republican party she's a congress uh She's a congressman, a congresswoman. Uh, she's very powerful. She obviously has a voice. And look at look at the people who are siding with her and agreeing with her. Yeah. And uh, it's fucking scary, man. And that's why, yeah, I just I shake my head. She she's fucked. Yeah, she really is. She really is. Well, yeah. The whole situation's just fucked. Yeah. Um, but do you, I don't know if you know the answer to this. I don't know that because I can't find it. Doesn't Biden have the power, the president of the United States have the power to overturn this or get it reexamined? Can he do anything about it or is it, is it fuck Supreme Court rules? Like how does, because I know I saw Biden, he put, he was on a press conference and said it was a sad day for all Americans and blah, 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 blah. But he doesn't really say what power does he have for this? And I Googled it, couldn't find anything. So uh, I don't know if you've seen anything floating around, but does he have the power to overturn this or get it reexamined? Yeah. Or I don't, I don't fully understand it either. I think pe- people yeah. are wanting to have him um, add another judge to the um, Supreme Court because I yeah. think I think there's nine members of the Supreme Court uh, right now, and most of them are Republican. The latest one is a woman, and I forget her name. He, she was appointed by Trump. So obviously, I think there was a plan in place by Trump for a lot of this to happen. And I'm sure he's fucking just fucking smirking in the corner right now uh, because, yeah. of, because of this decision, because it's exactly what he wanted. So I think people are saying that, okay, well, why don't you create a 10th seat uh, in the Supreme Court? And then they're, you know, then... You know, maybe that will somehow create a tie. I don't know what happens if there's a tie and uh, who who breaks the tie. I don't know how that works down there. So that's one thing that that people are saying he should do, and I think he's already rejected that idea. Uh, the other thing is there are midterms coming up this fall in the United States, and I, I'm not sure if those will have any impact on this or not, but... Uh, because now it's up to the states, right? Because because Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Now the states can make that. It's ultimately up to them now that they can uh, institute these anti-abortion laws. So will these midterms have an effect on that? I think that's. I think I really think that's the next step. 
So if enough Democrats maybe win some of these seats back in some of these fucking backward states, maybe they yeah. can maybe they can overturn the laws in those individual states. Um, as far as the actual Roe versus Wade decision, yeah, I don't I don't know what can be done about that at this point. I think it's more important to fight at the state level now to get those uh, anti-abortion laws uh, thrown out. So, yeah. So, so, so maybe those midterms will make a difference coming up this year. I'm not sure what else what else they can do. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. And it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. And you know, the the original uh, Roe versus Wade course was on the Supreme Court on January twenty second, nineteen seventy three. Yeah. And so, you know, Almost. it just makes you think, I mean, this isn't, this, this is years and years upon years of planning to fucking get this up and running. And the fact that they even brought this back up into Supreme Court in the first place, just again, I shake my head down there. Like, why? Who cares? Again. But I just like, why? I just don't even understand why it happens and what happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, if it's a planned move. I don't know, you know, what the politics are like down there. Like, it's just. The whole thing, you know, it's a, it's a very, it's a larger conversation than we're capable of having on here, but it's a conversation that needs to happen because yeah. the whole thing is, it's, it's just fucked, man. It's just fucked. Well, and again, we have to have it here to make sure these things don't yeah. occur uh, in Canada. Yeah. So, because they can happen yeah. very easily behind our back and, and if people aren't aware and they don't vote and... <laughs> Then, 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 yeah, we're going to run into the same problem. So, you know, again, we're it's not a perfect system that we have up here. Uh, sure, while abortion is legal in Canada, it's still difficult in some places for women to get an abortion, uh, yes. to access abortion, because, um, you know, the sites just aren't, the facilities are just aren't available in a lot of cases. Uh, and, then, of course, they're only in big cities, and, and so it's still difficult here. You know, so we have to, you know, it's not perfect here either, but we just have to make sure it doesn't get worse. Yep. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah, that's, that's fucked. Uh, okay, let, let, let's move on. Uh, another another segment I like to call people are fucked and the road is doomed. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, um, but the outrage on the Seattle Seahawks changing its logo to a pride logo. Have you seen this or just any of the stuff floating around online? Because it was everywhere this week. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not even a big uh, NH or NFL guy, but the fact yeah. that this made news, people in Seattle or I guess across any big sports fan. So what happened was the Seattle Seahawks, and it's a, it's a photo of a, ostrich or a eagle or something and that's the seahawks but they changed their colors to the pride colors but every sporting company does that like the canucks do it the fucking bruins did it the fucking you know any of the um um baseball teams have been doing it the mariners are doing it but the fact that the seattle seahawks the people were out so outraged for them changing their logo into a pride logo just because again it's it's also pride month um so the fact that they were so pissed off about it just, I mean, it's it's a fucking logo, man. Like it, it's really, not, it doesn't affect your day at all. This team doesn't change. Nothing changes about it. But the fact that uh, they changed the colors on it was just like, holy fuck, people, calm down, fight against the things that matter. It's just a fucking logo. Yeah, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, yeah, I'm. I I actually didn't hear about this, so oh, okay, I wasn't aware. Um, 
I'm surprised actually that Seattle is like this or, you know, but again, maybe it's, maybe it's just some of the redneck fucking fans who are speaking out against it. I don't know what it is, but, uh, yeah, it's still surprising. Uh, like you said, pride is uh, like a lot of these, uh, sports leagues, professional leagues are celebrating pride week or pride month. I think, uh, this month, yeah. um, you know, so, uh, so I, so I don't get it. I thought we were way past this. Uh, like I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what people are thinking and why they have such a, a problem with this decision. I don't know either. Like I said, that's the new segment I like to call people are fucked and the world is doomed. <laughs> so, well, we are, we are uh, doomed for sure. For many reasons. Uh, uh, this, this shouldn't be one of them. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. This Pick is, your battles. people. Yeah. No Let's, kidding. Uh, this is, this is, yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I thought we were past this. Let's, let's focus on, uh, more important things, uh, climate change, racism, uh, reconciliation, uh, you know, yeah. women's abortion or women's, uh, women's health. Uh, all of these things are more important than fucking complaining about a fucking logo of your fucking, of your sp- favorite sports team. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. They're still going to play. They're still going to lose. Move on with your life. You know, <laughs> it's not, you know, that's, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Come on, man. Like it just, Oh fuck! I just I I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know anymore. Crazy! Uh, I'm losing it. Crazy! We're losing it, people. Yep. Um, what else do I got this week? Oh fuck! I got, I got a story. We ready for a story? Oh yes, please. Uh, I'm always excited um, about your stories. So uh, I I misgendered a baby. Um, oh, okay. So I was uh, I was a lady got mad at me because I misgendered her baby. I was in line at Starbucks. And uh, she dropped her blanket. And, um, and she says to me, so I, I go to pick it up. I'm like, oh, she dropped her blanket. And she said, you mean his blanket? Uh, I'm like, uh, he's a boy. It's obvious he's a boy. He's wearing blue. Boys wear blue. <laughs> uh, and so so she, she's yelling at me. And so I'm like, oh, okay. But the best part about this conversation is she had on a blue sweater. So uh, the woman at, did. at this point, everybody's watching me. Oh, yeah. I, so I'm just like, okay. So I was like, you know what? You're right, sir. I apologize. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't mean to ruin this father-son moments. Uh, oh, and he didn't like that one bit. You, he was very upset. You did say that? And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, think, uh, I think she tried to hit me. But the best part about this was I was wearing my pink death metal shirt. And I was like, uh, nope, you can't hit a lady. No, uh-uh. no, no, no. And so I just kind of grabbed my coffee and walked away. But fuck, I thought that was great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's me misgendering a baby. Uh, that happened a couple of days ago. So that was fun. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's really, well, is that, is that actually misgendering? Yeah. You made you made a mis- you made a mistake. You didn't know, and it was uh, yeah, exactly. an honest mistake. I, you didn't mean any harm by it. Uh, I know misgendering is is has become a big thing, obviously for well for many reasons, yeah. and um, <clears throat> you know, but but I don't think that's really what you did. And uh, no, 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 with babies, but she just made babies, such a big deal happen. about it. Well, that's that's why I I don't know why she made a big deal about it. I mean, it's just like know. why did she feel threatened? Why did she feel that you insulted her, uh, her and her child? And um, uh, it's not the same as, as some of the 
other things, you know, because obviously misgendering refers to more specifically people who identify as as, as transgender or yeah, non, exactly. non-binary or non-conforming, right? So, and so it's all part of being open and respectful and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And, you know, supporting them. Um, and their decision and their to, decisions. Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, so, so it is important to, uh, be aware of all that. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was a, it was, yeah. I'm sure an honest mistake in this case. And sometimes, yeah, with kids, you maybe, <laughs> we maybe don't know when they're all bundled up and sure if it's a blue sweater instead of a pink one do people really do that now though anyways oh fuck i mean all the baby gender reveals and all this shit that's going on they're all colors and shit like that all colors and shit so like see like it's maybe just can't win maybe that's part of the maybe that's why we are where we are at because of some of the stupid things people do now anyways uh i you know i don't know i again it's all about uh, it's all about you know respecting those people but in the case of kids like holy fuck like yeah yeah it's just like having these big parties and oh it's a boy or a girl and and colors and shit well fuck so yeah so i don't know so i guess if i throw some black on my a black metallica shirt on my kid <laughs> does that mean that uh that he's non-binary then or something or like what is it I uh, like i don't know, know. It's, yeah see it's it's just a fucking color and people shouldn't base things strictly on color. So just because he wears blue, he's a boy. Well, fuck off. It's just, I don't know. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't win. Yeah. I, I do have a baby. Oh, this, this brought up an old, an old distant memory. My sister had a baby reveal party, uh, I guess, seven-ish years ago at my parents' place where I currently am. And uh, so she brought all her friends were over. Some of my family was there. Some of my brother-in-law's family was there. We're all in the backyard, and it was a balloon thing. So you put the balloons in, you lift the thing up, and it pops up blue or or uh, pink for boy or girl. And so she goes up, and uh, you know, there's about fifty people here sitting outside waiting for this thing. You know, quick afternoon tea, gender reveal party, whatever it was. And um, she goes up, and uh, she goes, "All right." I finally have big news to tell everybody and me fucking just without even missing a beat. I'm like, you're finally going to tell us who the father is. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I said it. It's just like, uh, fuck. And my dad laughed. Uh, my brother-in-law laughed and uh, my brother-in-law's dad laughed. Everybody else wanted me dead. So I quietly excused myself to the fucking platform so I, or the balcony so I could see it happen and I just went in my room. But I thought that was great. <laughs> no wonder she oh, still fuck. hates you. <laughs> but that was pretty good, man. I got some big news to tell everybody. You're finally going to tell everyone who the father is. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. No. Uh, this is why people want me dead. Well, um. <laughs> some families, you could probably get away with that depending on how close you are to your sister. But uh, yeah, other people... And that's the other thing, I guess. Even if you were close to her, maybe other people wouldn't get that. And oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh well, that uh, was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get the tunes here, let's talk about this two glorious days of summer we're having. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we're apparently supposed we're not going to break heat records, but it's nice and warm today. Uh, it's currently 
How hot is it outside? Let's go, fucking phone. Turn on. Let's go. What are you doing? Uh, we are currently sitting at a balmy 26 degrees. It's going to go up to a balmy 20 or 31 degrees later on today, which is really exciting. Our first couple days of good weather. I actually didn't wear a jacket at work yesterday for the first time in six months. So that was pretty good since the new year started. Uh, I finally took off my thermals as well. I'm still wearing <laughs> compression pants, but uh, it does get colder at night. So uh, that's good. Uh, breaking all sorts of heat red or not breaking records, but we're getting up there again. But I do want to touch on, it was snowing in a part of BC. Uh, I forget where it was, but it did snow yesterday, which really? was, I thought kind of crazy. Uh, but, um, yeah, but, but that brings me to my next point. Um, have you, uh, have you done any skates with your heart rate? Is everything else going well? Are you beating your record? What's going on with that? Oh yeah. So I have been out, um, uh, I have been out skating typically every second day. Now I'm trying to go, especially with the better nice. weather and drier weather. That's the biggest thing. Uh, so it's been going well. I've been feeling really good out there. I, I wouldn't say uh, I'm breaking records, but I think I'm improving. I think I'm feeling better. And it's it's surprising how uh, quickly I've kind of bounced back. I can't say that I'm you know I'm not where I was last September. I guess after skating. Uh, skating all, you know, three or four months, uh, every second day throughout yeah. the spring and summer. But, <clears throat> but it's, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. So I know it's important for me to keep going. Um, what's more important though, is that I keep it up even through the winter because it's so hard to step back. And again, I'm getting at an age where it's going to take longer to bounce back each time, each year. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm not careful, I, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't think it's, it's just not healthy. It's not a healthy thing to do. So, uh, so yeah, it's going well. Oh, I, and I did see Hannah last week too. What day did oh, I go good. What day did I go see Hannah? It was Tuesday last week. Um, so I'm kind of getting back into that now too. So I've made arrangements to see her on a weekly basis every Thursday for what, for, well, for nine weeks. That'll, cause I'm, Perfect. I'm looking at a 10... 10 week or a 10 session package, I guess. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, so I saw her Tuesday. I'm back to see her next Thursday. Uh, and I'm going to try and stick with it here. So, um, and it's all about doing the homework too. So it's good to see her. So I can kind of get back into it and yeah. doing my skating every couple of days, but I have to do my homework. So, and I have not been good at my homework in the past. That needs to change. So uh, you know, it's no use. It's no use going to see her and then slacking off for a week, right? So yeah. Um, you know, I know for you is kind of important to eat. You know, the eating was part of it too with you, and that's why I think yep. you were so successful and you lost some weight and you felt good about yourself. Uh, I think it's important for me to watch what I eat too, but it's not as imp like I do need to lose. I'd be happy if I lost ten pounds over the summer. Um, yeah. you know, so I do, I do have to think about it, but you know, I, I know part of what you did, you were sending her pictures of your food and stuff every day. I think you were doing that anyway. Keeping a journal. Keeping a journal. I just, you know what? I just can't be bothered with that. I, I, I really can't. So I'm going to focus more on, yes, I'm still going to try and eat good overall. I think we do anyway. Uh, yeah. for me more though, it's about the exercises, the homework, going out skating regularly stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, but I think it's going good and I feel, and I feel good. I, it's, uh, you know, my times are coming down. 
I'm not, I'm not paying attention to heart rate as much as I maybe was talking about doing, you know, target heart rate and stuff like that. Yeah. Ever, ever since the doctor gave me a clean bill of health and including the cardiologist, you know, I, I've been, I've been pushing myself, um, every time I go out. So, uh, so my cardio is certainly improving. Uh, I know, I know I probably should have a lower heart rate to burn fat as well, but, uh, anyways, that'll, that'll come somewhere along the way. So. Yeah, no, and it doesn't, you know, as long as, long as you think you're, you get, the important thing is to have protein with every meal. And as long as you're doing that, yeah. you're keeping your body fueled, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, crushing a large pizza doesn't help and fucking, you know, drinking 17 beers on the weekend doesn't help. Exactly. Which is my problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, as long as you're eating kind of healthy, it's, they all play hand in hand and, yeah. um. You know, and th- that's what people don't get. But if you have a conscious mind on what you're doing for that, plus doing the exercises, you'll drop that weight, no problem. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, and then again, hope hopefully continue through the fall and winter and keep that off and kind of stay healthy. Try yeah. and stay healthy as much as I can, anyway. And the good thing about seeing her is that obviously you're you're in a gym or in a facility where you're able to work out. So it doesn't really matter what the weather is. Yeah. It's uh, cuz you still have the nice dry place. I mean obviously it's not sort of skating, but uh you know, it's it'll help out uh you know, even the little exercises that she makes you do that you want to feel like you want to fall over and kill yourself. Uh it does help. And um yeah, she's she's really good at what she does. She's been um really um, a really a good learning curve to me to restart my health journey. Yeah, and uh, I I do want to see her again, but I am playing with the idea with a different physical guy because, again, I I'm I kind of want to drop a lot of weight. I want to try to drop you know fifteen to thirty pounds. Uh, just because again, it's healthier and different things, but that's a full lifestyle change, and you know I really got to be committed to that. So. Um, I'll probably end up doing, I, I, it might be my winter project because during winter time, you, you're not out as much and, you know, the weather's not as good, even though we haven't had great weather and, you know, but it, it keeps you up and active and keeps yeah. your brain going and you don't, again, learning different things. So I want to try to see if I can teach myself and learn different things about the, uh, health journey that we all seem to be on and should continue to be on because, yeah. you know. We've preached about this many times. One body, one temple. We got to treat it right, and hopefully everything works out. So, yeah. no, I agree. And I could, you know, what I could probably lose twenty pounds myself. I could stand to lose yeah. twenty pounds. I mean, I haven't been told that I should, but I know that I'm slightly overweight. Um, you know, so I'm starting with ten pounds at least. Uh, and if it yeah, ends up being, well, if it ends cool. up being twenty over time, then then well, then, yeah. then great. I think I I think it'd be better for me. I think I'd feel good about myself. Um, hopefully it lets me live a couple years longer. Um, yeah, fine. but, but yeah, so, I mean, with Hannah, it's not a cardio thing. It's more about, um, strengthening the core, you know, stuff like yeah. that. That's what's, that's what I'm seeing her for. Uh, but the cardio is, is important and the, and, uh, the aerobic exercises will burn the fat. So, you know, it is hopping on the bike in the wintertime. And you know what? No excuses now with COVID. Well, I'm not going to say it's over, but at least the gym here in our uh, in our condo is open again, right? Oh, so, nice. so in the winter time or when it's raining out, I've got no excuses. I could always jump on the you know head to the gym and jump on the bike for a half hour or something like that, right? So, 
I could talk, I could go run stairs like we've discussed uh, previously. So, so no, no excuses. I, I, I can't, um, yeah, I've got to, I've got to get into this routine and continue it regardless of time of the year or weather or, or any of that stuff. So, yeah, it's true that, well, I wish you best of journey on your health lock or yeah. health well, journey thank, thank and you, um, we'll see what happens. Obviously we talk about it always. So it's awesome to hear your progress and that you're taking a step in the right direction and give Hannah a high five for me. I will do that. Uh, I do want to see her. I, I, I got plans to do some shooting with her and stuff as well. So I will be seeing her soon as well, but I uh, haven't seen her in a couple months, but uh, I will get there. Damn it. Yeah. All right, uh, let's talk music. Uh, let's turn this frown upside down and talk about one thing that we love. Um, do you have uh, Do you have my pick of the week set up? Pick of the week. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let me fire it Fuck. up here. Okay, uh, so um, Lamb of God announced a tour, uh, I guess, a couple weeks ago for October the 9th. It's hitting uh, Vancouver. It's at UBC Thunderbird Sports Arena or whatever it's called. Uh, it's Lamb of God, Kill Switch, and this band called Spirit Box. Spirit Box are a Vancouver, not Vancouver, but they're from Victoria, BC. Uh, they released a three-song EP this week, and fuck, every song on this album fucking kills. Um, it's probably some of the best music I've heard all year. Uh, big fan of this, this band. Uh, I'm super stoked to see them live October the 9th with Lamb of God and Kill Switch. The song in the background is called Retroscope. Kind of has an old-school... I call it heavy garbage, but it gets down to kind of breakdown riffy. I love the old school industrial sound for this song. Yeah. Uh, bit of a banger. Uh, big fan of this song and the three songs they put out. Uh, but check those out if you get a chance. But uh, this song in particular, uh, Retroscope, fucking great song. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of Spirit Box before? Uh, did you enjoy this song? What, I, what do you think? I really enjoyed this song. I have not heard of them before. And yeah. um, I like you know they started out as a two-piece i think they wanted to do recording most of the time from what i read they were more of a you know focusing on writing songs and and hitting the studio and stuff like that so uh they don't have a lot of content i think one album and maybe a couple eps singles something like that um yeah i don't i've never heard of them before and so this was a this was a nice nice surprise Uh, i'll check out some more of their stuff because I, uh, yeah, I really enjoy this, uh, enjoy this tune at least. Yeah, well, check out this EP. It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fucking awesome. Uh, a lot of great music this week. Uh, Megadeth released a new single. Uh, Mega Dave is back with Company's 16th studio album, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Uh, out September 2nd. New single called We'll Be Back. Sounds like Megadeth. Sounds like old school classic Megadeth. You know, something off, uh, you know, Holy Wars or Peace Cells or something. Um, I thought this was great. You know, you can tell uh, Dave is definitely aged, and he's come back this first album since he recorded since he had throat cancer. So he still sounds like Dave Mustaine. It still sounds really good. Yeah, uh, pretty big, uh, big, big. The video for this is actually pretty cool too. They're doing like a mini movie or some bullshit, but uh, <laughs> cool song. Um, it's good to hear them thrashing away, as uh, you know, as the kids say. But uh, yeah, you know, Megadeth can't say much. You know, all the stuff they've put out has been kind of pretty pretty decent, but uh, this is good. Old school thrash. It's, she's moving. Yeah. Uh, I really like you, this. Uh, I, I, yeah. I really like this. Um, this, uh, to me, I, I'm enjoying this more than maybe some of the other more recent stuff. But like you said, I guess yeah. it's kind of a throwback to uh, older Megadeth 
uh, albums. So uh, it's really good. Uh, this song just fucking rips it the entire. Oh yeah, lots of solos. Uh, who's his other guitarist? Um, I don't know who he is. Uh, is he a Kurt new guy? Van Glus. Uh, he's been around for a couple albums. I don't think he's. I think he was on the last disc. Uh, but uh, and he's been their live guitar player forever since. I think Al Petrelli left. Oh, so maybe, that long, uh, eh? Or the guy after Al Petrelli. I forget who it was. Uh, interesting Megadeth fact. Uh, Al Petrelli's first show was with Megadeth here in Vancouver. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, but, um, yeah, I forget uh, who he replaced. But yeah, this guy just rips. Well, They're all both... So what is his name again? Because I'm I'm reading... Uh, it's Kirk something. It's, Kirk it's Ke- Is it Kiko? Kiko, I mean, yeah, Kiko, Kiko, Kiko Lorio, yeah. Loreo, something like that. Lorero, I don't know. Okay. Um, okay, I wasn't sure if he was newer or how long he'd been around or, or anything like that, but uh, just awesome back and forth between the, those two guys is just, uh, well, as you can hear in the background, the song just fucking, yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, apparently the the, the the Wikipedia says he's been in the band since the 2015. Okay, well, so good, he's good been, six uh, he's or seven years then, anyways. So yeah, cool, cool, good stuff. Uh, and if, uh, one more for you guys. Uh, we both big fans of Sabbath, and of course, Ozzy. Ozzy released a new song uh, called "Patient Number Nine. Uh, this song is featuring Jeff Beck. Uh, Ozzy will release "Patient Number Nine, the this title track of the album, but it comes out September 9th. On said album, you have Jeff Beck, Zach Wilde, Tony Iommi, Eric Clapton, uh, Josh Holm, uh, backing band, Chad Smith is playing the drums on it, Duff McKagan's on the bass guitar, so is Robert Trujillo. Um, I'm curious to know what you think of this song, because I've listened to the song a couple times. There's actually two different versions of this song. There's the extended version, which I think we're playing right now, and there's the video cut version, which is four minutes of uh, Jeff Beck is an incredible guitar player. I think he does a really good job. I have an issue with Ozzy's voice on this song. Do you? It sounds like Ozzy's using a Ozzy Osbourne filter. <laughs> <laughs> um, it gets better as you kind of listen to it a couple more times. I don't know if he's fucked up because of all, like in music news the last little while, he's been in the news quite a bit. Uh, different surgeries. He caught COVID. Uh, you know, a bunch of different things are going on. But... Um, you know, listening to the song a couple times, it has grown on me, but, you know, it's not as, you know, fucking banging as, you know, Perry Mason or Crazy Train or, you know, any of his old shit. Even the stuff, newer stuff, like, gets me through and uh, stuff like that. But it's still a, a decent track, you know, incredible songwriting, good lyrics, Ozzy Rachel's own shit, so it's pretty good. Uh, but uh, I am a fan of the song, a little bit of a grower for me, but... Uh, Curious to know your thoughts because you're a, probably a bigger Sabbath fan than I am. Um, so, what do you think of uh, what this of this song? Well, certainly a bigger Sabbath fan, uh, maybe yeah. than you are. I don't know about Ozzy though. You're probably a bigger Ozzy fan than I am, I guess, um, just because of yeah. I, Zach I do. Like, I like Ozzy because stuff. of um, the guitar players, uh, Randy Rhodes. I, I'm not even a guitar player, but I just appreciate what they do from playing in the bands and watching them do their craft, right? Big Zach Wild fan. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what really drove me into Aussie stuff and to reach back into the old school, um, old school rock stuff like the Sabbath stuff. But um, yeah, but as far as the song goes, what do you, how do you uh, feel about Patient Number Nine? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I think, um, I think it's growing on me a little bit now too because I've have listened yeah. to it two or three times. 
you know, it is. It, it starts off like some of it is kind of the the sappy Aussie that that's kind of has taken over some of his music, I guess. Uh, I don't know if that's a fair way to put it or, or not, but, um, you know, obviously some slower songs and and that sort of thing, which, you know, I'm not always a fan of. But the song, this song, yeah, is growing on me too. Certainly the musicianship is excellent. You know, again, oh, yeah. you know, again, some of the guests on the album, this particular song with Jeff Beck. Um, I, I prefer this extended version. Obviously. Actually, I think because yeah. of the music and the and the guitar solo and stuff like that, the original version is cool because of the um, because of the video. Uh, who was it? Uh, McFarlane. Uh, who, yeah, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane who did animated it. it. Yep. Yeah. So it's some cool animation going on there. Um, yeah, I'm interested in the rest of the album. I don't mind his vocals or anything. I didn't really pick up on the fact is you know is something going the on Aussie there. Filter. The Aussie filter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but um, it does sound like Ozzy to me. And I know he's getting older and health issues. Has he done something to keep that traditional or his, uh, you know, the Ozzy sound? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To make sure he sounds like Ozzy. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Well, so who is part of his? Like, who is the core? I guess of the band, at least for the recording. Is it Chad Smith, uh, Rob, and Zach? Is it or or does, does uh, it's his producer it guy? I, I okay. forget his name now, but he's been really involved with what Ozzy's doing uh, moving forward. Yeah, uh, he's. I I don't think he, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the guy. I think he plays well. I think he's a great musician. Uh, he was on the album Ordinary Man. Uh, Andrew Watt. Andrew Watt is uh, the producer. He's produced some stuff for Ozzy in the past as well. Okay. Uh, but I, I even thought the last album was pretty good. He had uh, a couple good things. But again, like Chad Smith looks like to be the majority of the drums on that one. Yeah. Uh, McKagan did most of the bass on his oh. last album. So, okay. right. you know, it, it's hard to say um, who's going to be on this one because the credits haven't been announced yet. But uh uh, I'm assuming Chad Smith is playing most of the drums because he's the only drummer who um, who they listed on the thing. But you know what? They should have got that Tommy Cleeflow guy to play for him because uh, that guy who filled in for Bill Ward for Black Sabbath was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, he's also filling in for Tommy Lee right now. I don't know if yes, you've seen that. But I did that, read that. Yeah. The big uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, Poison tour. Um, yeah. Kicked off, and Tommy Lee broke a couple of his ribs. He's not telling us why. He said it's a boring story, but he can't play <laughs> drums. So uh, that Tommy Cleeflo or Cleflo or is playing drums, and for some of the videos I've watched online, it's it's fucking it, it's pounding. The guy plays drums. He's a really good drummer. Yeah, he I'm, is. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty impressed by. Him. I mean, he, he, even that last Black Sabbath show that we saw, he had a drum solo, which fucking kicked ass. So yeah, yeah, very capable. Uh, yeah, big for fan sure. of that. Yeah. And totally off topic, I kind of want to go see that Motley Crue Def Leppard tour. Uh, I'm now off on Friday, so I'm now off that day. So I have to book a day off. Um, so I, I think that's cool. And kind of circling back, uh, there is that article that uh, Brett Michaels uh, was playing a show in Miami. And um, you're a photographer, so you know about this. Um, but when you're in the pit taking photos of the band, you stay for about three, four songs and you get booted. Yeah, but, usually three. Uh, yeah. He, 
three songs. So, uh, but he did, a, I guess, a solid and uh, stay here for longer and he'll pay whatever fine is needed, which I thought was cool because the photographers took awesome shots of the crowd and, of course, the band, whatever it is. But uh, uh, have you ever been extended? Have you ever shot a full show one day or is it just the three songs? It's typically three songs. Um, you know, maybe the smaller shows, I think you can maybe shoot longer. Yeah, certainly yeah. all the big shows, the big, yeah, like anything at Rogers or at BC Place, it's always been three songs max. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, so that was, uh, was kind of cool of him to do that because, uh, you know, those guys have been all on the road so long and it's a tribute to the fans, really. <clears throat> yep. You know, it's all about the fans and, you know, so, um, so that was kind of his way of kind of recognizing that. So yeah, that was kind of neat. Oh, that's I, cool. You know, you know, I, I saw that date, uh, as well, uh, September 2nd, I think at, uh, at BC place. That's the only thing that's, you know, in a way, in a way it's kind of, it's, I'm kind of curious about it as well. Um, you know, I just, uh, but yeah, BC place, uh, shitty sound uh far away you know you kind of can't fucking see piss all and it's probably expensive so i just i don't think it's I, very expensive yeah. because you know i don't know if i'm a fan so much of motley crew anymore i've seen them before two or three times whatever um i do like Def leopard although i'm not a fan of Def leopard's new stuff newer stuff it's it's all about those early early days, early 80s and stuff for me. I know last time we did see Def Leppard, though, was at Rogers Arena. And again, even though I don't like their new music so much, it was still an awesome show. Uh, oh, yeah. For a while there, I thought Joe Elliott has kind of had kind of lost his voice and sounded kind of shitty. But listening to some more recent stuff and live performances, you know, he sounds pretty good. Uh, the guitarist, um, uh, Phil... Phil Collin, I think. What's his name? Well, who are his guitarists? Well, Vivian Campbell is the other guitarist, right? And I know he's had some health issues, but I think he's back yeah. touring with them again. So anyway, anyways, a great, great, great performance, uh, regardless of what you think of the newer music. It was a great show, uh, I recall, seeing Def Leppard. So um, Poison, I really don't give a shit about. Joan Jett would be awesome. Um, yeah, Joan Jett. Fuck poison. Yeah, drink drink all the beers during um, Def Leppard, and then stay for the drum solo for uh, Motley Crue. Then get the fuck out of there. Because <laughs> yeah. I just want to see him do the fucking shit vocals. The waga. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he uh, he promised that he'd get better, but he hasn't gotten better. Uh, so see uh, that's yeah. See that's a thing. I, I just I don't know. I, I he he's the biggest reason why I don't give a shit about Motley Crue. I think is just because he so sounds so terrible. I just yeah, it's it's. Brutal. I mean, even he was even doing some solo stuff. I think earlier this year, wasn't he? And everybody complained about how bad he sounded. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Vince. Vince. I I guess you know they've been trying to call it quits for several years. I think they sh should have packed it in a while ago. But I don't know. Whatever. The kids need the Motley Crue in their life. That's I, why they're back, baby. I guess so. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but fuck. Uh, let's move on to your tunes of the week. What was your pick of the week this week? My pick of the week is a band called Conan. Uh, they're a UK 
uh, psychedelic uh, doom metal bands. Um, they go back. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know how far back they go. Quite a few, you know, a few years. Anyways, they've got. I think this is their fifth, fifth album coming out. Uh, August nineteenth. Album's called Evidence of Immortality. Uh, this is the first single off that album called uh, Levitation Hoax. Uh, and it's, uh, let me just kick it in here, get get it going a little bit. Uh, it, it is kind of a hoax when you watch the video because, uh, you know, you, you probably aren't familiar with this band. So what do you, just you give me your impression of the video here first. What do you think? I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's just—it's cool to see the first time, like Conan, like what the fuck? I thought it was Conan O'Brien. I got really uh, excited. Yeah, but it wasn't. It's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, super psychedelic kind of—it's it, heavy as fuck. Uh, video was cool. Like I like the makeup. She kind of looked like a clown. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl off the top, so that was a little weird. But uh, yeah, you know, it's a big ass song. Um, you know, yeah, it's. It, 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 it's cool you know I can't say you know I'm not going to put it on you know and listen to it while I'm driving the car but I did today and you know it's definitely I do want to check it out yeah um, but yeah no fuck yeah I thought it was great you know so again do me but yeah, yeah it's very it's, very um, heavy for sure yeah yeah uh, no, I fucking group put some hair on my balls but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet it did with that sound system in your car uh, this oh, song yeah. I think would have been would have been pretty good to crank it up and listen and uh yeah so uh well i guess that's the hoax about this part or part of it at least of this song is that you watch the video if you're not familiar with the band uh it would look like this is a three-piece all female bands well yeah they're not they're not it's it is three it is three guys uh these aren't the guys dressed up as women this is uh this is three what look like very capable female musicians uh, subbing in yeah. for the video. Um, they are they are it is three guys in the band. Um, not that it matters. I'm sure it would have been cool actually to maybe see these women play this song. I guess if they if they knew it. I don't know. They look like great musicians for sure, but it's not them. What you're yeah. what you're seeing is not Conan. Obviously, the audio is great song though i love this song i love this band um i missed them last time they came through vancouver it would be cool cool show to check out for sure but uh yeah looking forward to this heavy shit yeah fuck it. it's it's good it, it rips uh i know you had a note about album release dates yeah august, august some point august 19th yeah fuck that's that's gonna be cool yeah yeah, yeah august 19th uh and of course um Bandcamp special they uh, get lots of cool stuff on the website. Uh Bandcamp you know you buy off Bandcamp all the time. Uh great fucking website for uh you know, all musicians new and old, you know. A lot of cool perks and stuff you can get with these guys. So yeah, well, check them out. They're for fucking badass. For sure. And you can get a lot of stuff on Bandcamp that you can't find anyplace else. And and yeah. that's what's really cool and I think a lot of the a lot more money goes to the artists. Uh I think when you do make purchases through Bandcamp, which is really, you know, really important nowadays. That's how most uh, uh, most uh, bands, well, most of them, they most mostly get their cash from tours and merch, right? So uh, you can get albums and other merch off Bandcamp, and it's just a good way to 
support music and uh yeah i buy lots of stuff there so yeah so no it's so super cool check it out for sure uh the second uh, i know i shared a bunch of tunes and i'm not going to play everything here but the second one i did want to share was uh, a band called russian circles also very familiar with them they've got a new album coming out um i think it's the same day i think it's august 19th the album's called oh, that's all right the album's called gnosis uh, the name of this song is called Conduit. Uh, more, more psychedelic heavy shit, man. Uh, it's what I've loved the most lately. It's what I've been listening to quite a bit and discovering new bands. This also, I'm sure, would have sounded pretty good on your in your in your on your car stereo. Oh yeah, she was she was ripping. Yeah. I actually have a story about this, so I had to look it up. On episode 34 of Old Man Hill at Clouds, yeah. we talked about um, a, uh, there was a, it was peak COVID, so there was this tribute band or whatever it was called Two Minutes to Midnight, and yes. there was a bunch of guest musicians doing a bunch of covers, uh, so these guys, Russian Circles, guests on a cover with Mastodon and the Painted Wife to cover Alice in Chains' Rain When I Die. Uh, so I, during that time, because we had a lot of time to listen to different music and stuff, I Googled all these bands and started listening to their albums and stuff. Yeah. And um, this band, Russian Circles, do have an album called Memorial, which has been nonstop for me. I oh, yeah. love this album. Cool. Uh, yeah. It came out in 2013. Uh, it has like 10 tracks on it. it fucking banger. And uh, again, I follow a bunch of artists again, and Russian Circles are playing Seattle September 20th at a, a venue called The Crocodile. Oh, yeah. And I'm st- strongly considering going to see them at this venue, but because uh, I just love this album so much. Again, this song fucking kicks some shit, too, and, you know, I've become a fan of these guys through watching that, I guess, two years ago. So, yeah, I follow these guys pretty closely, and... Uh, they were nominated for like best album of 2013 for this uh, the memorial album. So you know they, you know the album kicks ass. This song kicks ass. Yeah, yeah I was super stoked to find out. I actually haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but uh, did today and fuck yeah, great song. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It would be Crocodile would be a nice place to see those guys. I've seen a couple shows there. Well, quite a few years ago, but uh, a cool little venue. At least it was at the time. I didn't know it was still open, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I've never been there. Yeah. I don't, uh, I know where it, I've driven by there, but I've never seen a show there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw, who did I see? I saw the dictators there. Uh, I think both of these shows were in back in like almost 20 years ago. I think it was 2003. 2000, yeah, I think 2003. So I've seen the dictators there. Another band I saw was, uh, uh, Unita. Unita is, oh, the, is the band with, um, um, Caius, uh, the Caius singer, John Garcia. Uh, oh, that—that that was the show where uh, Paul Gray was subbing in for uh, for the bass player for Scott Reeder. Scott Reeder was the bass player of the band, uh, I think, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Gray from formerly Slipknot, uh, yeah, no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah, he was uh, subbing in on bass guitar for that particular show. Uh, so yeah, it was really cool, really cool to see him. Great show all around. Um, also, uh, I missed Russian Circles when they came to Vancouver. Yeah, uh, me they. Too. Um, it was in two, 2017. Uh, it was Macedon, Eagles of Death Metal, and Russian Circles. Oh yeah, and, I missed uh, that too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I missed that. I miss. I saw the Mastodon Eagles of Death Metal stuff, but I just they started at six thirty that night, so I, I just didn't get. I didn't get there in time. So yeah. pretty bummed that I wasn't able to make that stay. But uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I think I might have. I don't know. I think I might have put them on then. I'm like, okay, this would be cool. But I just never, never got the chance to see that show. But fuck, yeah, I might might try to make it down there. But again, Seattle. But it's a it's a weeknight. It's a Wednesday, so uh, I'm off that day. So it might might work might out. Work but we'll you. see what happens. Yeah, yeah cool. Right on. Uh, a couple more songs. I'm not going to play them here or talk about them much. But again, like you said, lots of new music out there. It's just awesome. Uh, new yeah. new Behemoth album uh, coming out September 16th. They've got a single called Off to War. Uh, great tune. I love that track uh, off the album. So uh, always looking forward to music, new music from Behemoth. And a new Clutch sig- single came out, uh, I think, last week or the week before. Uh, it's called We Strive for Excellent. It's the second yeah. single of a yet-to-be-named album. They don't have an album title or a release date or anything yet. Uh, they've been doing lots of recording. Obviously, they're on tour now. Uh, another cool tune from Clutch, though. It's uh, always good to hear new music from them. So check out check out those. I'll still post them on the website with uh, oh, yeah, all yeah. this other stuff. But yeah, go uh, go listen to Behemoth and Clutch. Did you, uh, when you saw Clutch at the beginning of the year, did they play uh, this new song there too? Uh, or just the first one they announced? I don't know that, that they played th- this song. I think, you know, I think they did. I can't remember for yeah. sure, and because uh, they did play new music, forget the titles of the tracks, and they did two shows too, right? And the second, yeah. the second show was a completely different set. So, you know, if I didn't see it the first night, maybe they covered it the second night. So, but yeah, that was the cool, cool thing about about those shows. It's uh, two two different uh, two different sets. So. Uh, always great and Clutch always plays different different sets every night. Like they're yeah. one of the few bands who still switch it up every night, which I fully respect. Which means you can see them multiple nights, and you'll never get the same fucking thing. Yeah, which is I wish more artists did that. I think so too, man. Because it's just you know, I guess if you're a new band, then well, you don't have a lot of material to choose from. But yeah, if you've been around for a few years, uh, why not mix it up every single night? Why, you know, why? Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, there's no reason to fuck it. You know, you would think that it would be boring for them, too, to fucking, you know, you're going on a three or four month tour and you're playing the same fucking set every single night, man. Like, I I, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that myself. Uh, I'm not talented enough to be out there on the road and performing anyways. But if I, if I was, I'd want to mix it up uh, a little bit each night for sure. I mean, I, I get like big arena rock shows with pyro and lasers and lights and stuff. But if you're playing a small show, yeah, fucking mix it up, change yeah. it up, do Why what you not? gotta do. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I do want to talk about some TV stuff. Uh, looks like you completed Killing Eve. Was it fucking awesome? Uh, yes, that's all done. Uh, well worth. Uh, finishing the series off season four uh I'm, i can't give it away because i know you haven't watched it yet and yeah maybe, i'm on it it's other on the people list. uh all i'm going to say is that i was disappointed with the ending that's all oh, that's okay. all i'm gonna say i mean I, I you you still need to watch it because overall oh, overall the season's very entertaining um great uh great actresses in sandra O oh and 
Jody Jody Comer. Um, yep. Yeah, great performances. Uh, great show. Great show overall. I, I love the series as a whole. I just don't think it finished. Uh, does it ever finish properly? I guess uh, maybe not. But I just, I, I still. Yeah, uh, just want to be careful with how much I tell you, but I just, yeah, I wasn't happy with the ending. Um, it left me unsatisfied for sure. Well, fuck. Yeah. Well, I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should. You should. It's. I think it's important if you've put uh, your, if you've put in the time for the three seasons so far. I think you only owe it to yourself to finish it off. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, uh, we both watched Stranger Things, uh, season four, part one is done. Yeah. Uh, part two is out, uh, Canada Day, July the 1st. Yeah. That's next, so, next Friday uh, or this, this Friday, I guess coming up. Yeah. Yep. That's coming quick. Uh, I'm fucking stoked for that. I'll Me be too. watching that that day. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Banging up the two episodes. Apparently it's like four hours. There's two parts of it. Like part, or I guess, I don't know, but there's two, like the two episodes, one's an hour and a half and one's two and a half hours, something like that. It's Oh, and that comprises of the second part and then that's it. Is that it. like, so there's two episodes really, regardless of how long they are. There's two episodes yep. and then it's over. Is that what you're saying? And then the show's done. Oh, wow. So that'll be uh, that'll be the thing, and uh, you finished Better Call Saul. It looks like, yeah. Well, part part one, yes, again of that one because yep. it's a similar thing. Part one, uh, part two is starting July eleventh, I think. Oh, that's my sister's birthday. Uh, oh, very nice. Well, wish her a happy no, birthday. No, 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 uh, no ass remarks about uh, who the, who the uh, father, father is. telling. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did get the chance to finish Obi Wan Kenobi, which is the Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff series from Star Wars. Yes. Uh fuck! Wow, it was fucking cool. Have you watched that yet? I have not. No, I'm looking forward to it. You got to get on that because I know you're a Star Wars fan. We actually went and saw Star Wars Episode Seven, Eight, Seven together. Uh, together. fuck yeah! I don't know which. <laughs> Couple Christmases ago. Yes, so yeah. Um, yeah, fuck you. Get on that. It is awesome. It's at six episodes. They range between uh, thirty-five and fifty-one minutes per episode, but yeah. uh, uh, really well done. Uh, Evil McGregor is back as uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and uh, Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. And yeah, fuck it. it's it's fucking cool. So give that a watch. Cool. I'll check it out. Uh, that blew me away a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's all we got for that. All right. Uh you have any closing remarks? Uh, just real quick, we saw Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick last Monday. Oh so shit! So we, yeah, we were off. Uh, I had the extra long weekend last weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, yes. The better half also had Monday off, so we figured, well, let's go try and check out a show in the theater if it wasn't too busy. So yep. we caught the twelve forty screening Monday afternoon of Top Gun Maverick. Um, so I, I, I noticed you put, so there's different, I love seeing movies in theaters because it's a fucking big screen, fuck it. And whatever it is, there's the big premium theaters, which are the Adobe Atmos theaters, or they call it the AVX, yes. uh, theaters here for Cineplex. Uh, but they also have this thing called screen X, yes. which uses these big ass screens on the side. So did you see it in the screen X? Yes. So we saw Top Gun Maverick, uh, in screen X, uh, which I, I had 
no idea existed. Uh, when we yeah. were talking about going to see this, obviously I first found out about it at that time. So basically it gives the audiences a complete 270 degree viewing experience via those two large screens on each side of the main screen. So it, it's those other two screens are not engaged for the entire movie because uh, obviously they only filmed content on, a, I think, the regular cameras, you know, for most of the, or for yeah. a good good chunk of the different scenes and stuff like that. But all of the flight scenes, you know, the, the scenes on the ocean, all that kind of stuff, there's that extra footage that they filled on the sides. Um, apparently there was 56 minutes in total of that movie that were, that's, you know, that they could show um, on those uh, two screens on the side. So I think it it was really cool. I think it really enhanced, it really enhanced the experience. Obviously not every single movie can, is appropriate, I guess, for that type of, uh, for that type of theater or format. Um, It was really cool. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the Screen X shows are just as expensive as the AVX theaters. Uh, oh, yeah. So I think it's... The, you know what? I, don't, I just don't know that they had the Dolby sound in those Screen X theaters. That's the only thing I think that really kind of disappointed me. I mean, oh, I mean, gotcha. it sounded good. It looked great. But I, I just think yeah. the better sound for that movie would have been... Would have, would have just been the finishing touch, I think. It was, would have been cool. So, um, but we, you know what, we, we enjoyed the movie, uh, obvi- you know what, here, he- here's the thing. I just, you know, the first one came out 36 years ago. No, 30, how many years ago? Fuck. 30, uh, 37 years ago. No, it came out 86, yeah. I think. 86. So 30, 36 years ago. Uh, we, I'm old enough to, I mean, we saw it, uh, way back then when it came out. So I think. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm full of shit here, but I just think in order to appreciate that movie, um, a little bit more, I think you need to be old enough to have seen it when it came out 36 years ago. Is that, is that, I don't know. I just, because, because I think that, you know, obviously just looking at Tom Cruise, he's 36 years older. It's not like a regular sequel that. You know that it was released a couple years later or whatever, and maybe the guys are maybe they're supposed to be a little bit older or maybe a lot older for the sequel. When in reality, it was only a couple years ago or something like that. I don't know. Does that yeah, make yeah, yeah. that makes sense? I just I just think the music, the the you know the the actors and actresses, the the theme, like I think just I think just to have experienced it way back then and watching the new one now, I just, I don't know. It, maybe I, maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I'm not sure, but. Uh, well, I mean, I know I, I get it. And you know, I was fucking too young for that shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it came out when I was four. Yeah. But you know, but like seeing like the classic movies, like the classic cinema movies that I didn't get a chance. I never saw the original star Wars in the theater when it first came out, but I went and saw the re-releases in the theater. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I got to experience it. I have seen Top Gun because I'm a film nerd, and I went down to uh, 
a theater in Seattle called Cinerama and saw it on 70 mil, like a reprinting of 70 mil. Yeah. Obviously, I've seen the movie beforehand, but I just wasn't alive. And uh, well, I was alive, but I was too young to appreciate <laughs> yeah. it for what it was. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I'm mean, seeing it in the big screen and moving forward that way. But, uh, you know, you're, and you're right again, the sequel stuff, you know, it came out, it's 30 years or 36 years after it came out. Uh, and in Top Gun lore history, uh, it, I think it takes place about 10 or 15 years after the original events of Top Gun. Uh, but um, having said that, you know, it references the first movie to a T. They talk about Goose. They talk about, uh, you know, Iceman, who's a part of it, and, and what happened with him moving forward and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I thought as a, as a movie itself, I thought it was fucking pretty good. You know, as far as sequels, it just, you know, enhanced the story of, of Top Gun. And I, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I do wish Ed Harris was involved more. He was only involved for one little scene, and Ed Harris is a fucking brilliant actor. Yeah. And I actually think it came out of acting retirement for this movie. But, uh, yeah, I've been a big fan of Top Gun, and this movie uh, didn't disappoint. Um, I didn't see it in Screen X, and I bet that was fucking awesome. But I saw it in IMAX. So instead of doing the 270 uh, viewing angle, they did, they filled up the full screen, which is the full rectangular screen for it. Yeah. For, I think, the same amount of time. I can't find it, but, uh, yeah, a lot of it was shot in IMAX cameras, too, which is, I think, why they were able to fill up yes, Screen X. Exactly. Both um, awesome experiences and stuff, and I've now seen it in the theater three times. Holy shit, really? Oh, wow. Yep. So I, I went and saw it opening night with my old school childhood friends, so we saw it in the IMAX theater. I then went and saw it a couple of days after at our local cinema in the deep box seats. So those are the seats that you sit in that fucking moves around with the, with the movie. Yeah. So I, I managed to see it there. And then I went and saw it with my parents who I dragged to the movie theater to go check out that movie again because they're still all COVID conscious and stuff and we're all masked up. But uh, we went and saw that one. And then we also went and saw the new Jurassic Park as well the couple of days after. Uh, okay. So. Uh, dragged them to that. But yeah, f- what a great experience. Uh, but getting into the movie theater, did you find yourself safe going in? Were you masked up the full time? Did you get popcorn? Were you just kind of got in and out sitting on the side because it's preserved seating so you could see where everybody was sitting? Yeah. So did you uh, pick your seats far away? Were you in the middle? How did that work out for you? We were, because of, because of Screen X, I wanted to be not right in the middle, but we wanted to be kind of, um, you know, kind of almost central. We we were we were off to the side like the Screen X theaters uh, here downtown at Scotiabank are, are smaller, so it's not a big theater anyway. Yeah, uh, we were off to the side a little bit. Um, uh, there were uh, I would say maybe a dozen other people, and uh, okay. besides us, so and that was one of the kind of criteria, I guess. Uh, I booked online like thirty minutes before the screening time. Because that yeah. that way, I was able to check the the seats and how busy it was going to be, and and then pick our seats kind of far away from other people, or not far away, but you know, separate us at least, anyways, right? Of course. So I did feel fairly safe. We we bought popcorn because we don't usually go to a theater, and I'm not a big fan of popcorn, but hey, just kind of uh, our our probably one movie that we're going to see it in in a while. First one in probably five four or five years and probably the last one in probably the same amount of time. Yeah, of course. Uh, anyways. Uh, so anyways, it, it went well. I was, I did not feel uncomfortable uh, eating and drinking, you know, so we didn't have the mask on for most of the show and uh, I felt okay. So uh, it's still an environment where I guess you could pass the virus or it probably still spread, spreads around because it's airborne. 
and yeah, of you're course. and you're inside, right? So, but so overall, we felt fairly safe again because it wasn't very busy at all. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's what counts, baby. Yeah, it's good, um, good to get out there. I got a, I got a couple extra ones. Uh, I I kind of want to go see Lightyear. I know we're talking about flicks. I, I actually joined that Cineplex Scene Club. Uh, whatever it is, because I do see still see a lot of movies. I don't see them. Well, I actually I do see them day of, obviously. Uh, but um, I see them a lot on day of because of uh, I don't want, I want to avoid spoilers, especially for the stuff I've been following for a long time. Uh, so any of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'll try to see within the first weeks and stay off the internet. So I, I do have tickets for Thor coming up July the eighth, uh, which is the next pre buy I bought for. But I joined that scene club because uh, I don't know if the if you saw the outrage this week, but Cineplex are now charging a dollar fifty for uh, their booking fees or whatever it is, and people are fucking pissed off about that. Surprise, surprise! But uh, you know, it's a dollar fifty that you're paying for when you shouldn't have to pay for it because you're just fucking filling up buttons. It's just, it's yeah. bad as Ticketmaster, man. Like convenience fee and fucking building fee and service fee and all this shit. Yeah. It's not a convenience. It helps you out. It's not like that. That fee should be taken away. But anyways, yeah, people are pissed off about that. So I joined that. So it gives me a free movie a month and gives me twenty uh, percent off of the uh, concession rates, and it also gets waves that fee. So. I think I see a movie a month to justify it, and obviously not in peak. Try not in peak times, especially during the COVID era. But in the COVID era, we still mask up when we see flicks. No popcorn for those, and uh, out and about with the kids. But uh, so that yeah, I do love the movie experience. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that costs what is it? Ten bucks a month? Is that what it is? Yeah, ten yeah, bucks. So a ten month. bucks a month, and you and you get a free movie included with that. Yeah. And for any of, of the ups. Yeah. Sorry? Oh yeah, so any of the upscale stuff, so the Ultra AVX stuff or the um, um, Screen X stuff or the IMAX stuff, you gotta pay uh, the difference. So it's like two eight two to three bucks, whatever it is difference. Oh okay, well that's not too. So it's not bad, too then. terrible. Yeah. yeah okay. Well yeah, you're right. If you're going to movies all the time, then why not? Yeah exactly. Yeah. Cool. But um, that's all I got for this week. Oh well, did you actually did you enjoy Top Gun? Oh yeah, yeah. Was it so, worth so seeing? it was worth seeing. It was it was good for us to get out because you know we, you know I know I know, I know the better half wanted to see it and it, and especially in the theater because I think when the when the original one came out I think she said she saw it like four times like you you know you saw it, oh, you've fuck. seen it three times already. The yep, new one. Saw it three times. She, I think she saw Top Gun, the original movie, like four times after, uh, shortly after it first came out, like way back in 1986. So she, That's she's awesome. a fan. She wanted to see it. Uh, I thought it would be a good day for us to go on a date and, uh, yeah, have a, have a good afternoon. So, so that was That's cool. Like overall, s- overall, I didn't mind the movie. Um, you could tell to, uh, Tom Cruise is aging a little bit, but still he's not slowing down. And we talked about this, uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, I think, because he's still going strong. He's doing all his work. He's doing all the stunts. Uh, Mission Impossible is coming out next year. Uh, and it looks like it's in two parts. It's being released this in two. Have, did you read that? Yeah, so the first part's like 2023, then yeah. the next part's 2024. That's right. So he's he's continuing to be busy, even though he's in his late 50s or something like that. He's getting up there. Um, I know, yeah, the Scientology thing still kind of rubs me the wrong way, and you kind of wonder, well, why do I pay attention to him or bother? But, hey, it's a movie. It's entertainment. It's movies that, that I enjoy. Uh, I love the Mission Impossible series. Uh very entertaining, lots oh, of action, 
some great, uh, great footage, some great, uh, filming, uh, going on in those movies. So anyway, try and put that aside, check out the shows, turn the brain off for a couple hours and then just enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of turning the brain off, that concludes this episode. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, Google Podcasts. I'm just going to say this one this week a woman's body is her own fucking business. That's it. Uh, if you like this podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening on. If you didn't like this podcast, we'll try harder next week. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed anything you just heard and want to fact check it, check out oldmanwhoyelletclouds.com. Clouds.com.